Welcome to the Wizard Show, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. We wish you a very happy Halloween, all of you, everybody in the comments and everyone. I'm Kanak and that's Funky El Medina. I pointed in the right direction. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> For once. Such a great feeling. Hi, Andrews. Hi, everybody. Hannah, hey, everyone in the mm -hmm. comments. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, first of all, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to our channel, please go ahead and subscribe. And uh, we want to thank our patrons, uh, Andrews Lindholm, who's in the chat, Amy Paraday, Adam Gorak, Gloria Salinas, Shelly O'Neill, who has her birthday today. Happy birthday, Shelly. Chris Vickery, all of you guys, thank you for supporting us. Big shout out to you. Thank you so much thank for you. being with us today and every episode. And today we have with us a phenomenal personality, drummer, musician, Mr. Jeremy Colson, who plays drums for Steve Y, Billy Idol, who has worked with Sebastian Back of Skid Row and many, many more artists. He was nominated for Grammy, for Now We Run. He is um, a drum teacher for School of Rock in Santa Clarita, which sounds cooler than any other school because School of Arts, yeah. Commerce, some kind of science. Yeah, School of Rock, you go like this and uh, man, that is one thing. He is, uh, he is very much uh, uh, Zen, he is he's a mountain biker as well, and a lot many things will we will uh, know from him now. And without any further ado, let's welcome Mr. Jeremy Colson. Hello, there I am. <laughs> Here you are. Happy Halloween and good morning Happy to you, Jeremy. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? you What's Halloween up? Yeah. We do Halloween in India. Nowadays, it has started recently, like within two or three years. And not on a very great scale, uh, on a, a huge scale, so as to say. Because this is pretty much like a sacred uh, thing right now happening because... Uh, there's this, uh, this is actually the month of the advent of the festival called Diwali. Okay. So, uh, yeah, a lot of firecrackers and a lot of holy and sacred things happening. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, this, this is the beauty, you know, that's the contrast. Like, there you're celebrating Halloween and here we are say, uh, celebrating sacred and holy things. But we do enjoy Halloween. And uh, yeah. that that's one of the things. Fantastic. Oh, cool. Well, good to be here. And good to be here with you guys again. Yes, uh, thank you. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, and thanks. giving us your time. And uh, also, congratulations to you uh, and the band for uh, the Dark Matters music video, which was released uh, this week of October. So do tell us a little bit about a little bit about dark matter 
and the music video because there's a lot of fun thing ha uh, happened uh, during the shooting of the dark matter video. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, I uh, well, so it, it, I guess I didn't know that it just got released. Uh, in, did it get released in India? Because it's been out here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this week. I mean, this week, but two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time flies. It's crazy. It was two years ago. Um, right. I, I really, uh, it was a fun video because we did it and, and we, um, I played, when we did the, the track, I played to it like twice the speed and then like twice faster and then like twice slower. So I had two angles of like, we played really fast and then he did all this video editing and stuff. So all the movement movements look really cool. And, um, right. it's, it was fun, you know, it was, uh, doing a, a video shoot and, and then getting to see mm -hmm. it months later after it's all done. Uh, right. Really exciting. And I, I personally really like that song because it was a song that, True. Um, that Steve had, uh, he had asked me if I wanted to play drums on it. Um, right a while ago and he just said i had this song do you want to you know it, it's it's a little bit difficult do you want to would you want to do it and it was right when my mm -hmm. daughter was born so uh, the way i oh. learned the song was i would i would put my i would put jet in the the baby carrier and we would go on hikes and i would yeah i would have the song the demo of the song <laughs> and we'd be hiking, you know she was like four <laughs> months old and i'd be listening to the song so i could learn yeah there she is so i could learn, <laughs> I could learn the parts and stuff so um right. that, that that's why the song is special to me because it 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 was the first recording I did with Steve after my daughter was born. So it's so many things are, are different like before and after. So right. Yeah. And and it was right. it was a fun video, you know, just being with Steve and, and Philip who's like one of my best friends. I just, you know, that the, the the whole bike crew is uh they're just yeah. a family, so it's really nice. It's fine. True. That is true. So now tell us how how did the journey of this Grammy nominated phenomenon and uh, world renowned uh, drummer begin? Where did it begin and how did it begin? Uh, well, I'm from the uh, the Bay Area. So that's mm -hmm. um, Northern California, right outside of San Francisco. Uh, and I grew right. up in a town, uh, town called Belvedere which was right on the water. Mm -hmm. so I grew up literally right on the water. So I got to uh, be around. Uh, it, it's beautiful up there, like the, the, the redwood trees and, and the ocean and, and uh, just everything in Northern mm -hmm. California is pretty beautiful. And my mom, my mom was a, a piano player, uh, classically trained, and she got into jazz. So music was around. And then when I was a little kid, I discovered Ozzy Osbourne and, he became my like my hero when I was like eight years old and I went to a Catholic school. And so everybody, all the people at the Catholic school thought I was crazy because I loved heavy metal and yes. I was really, I was really rebellious and stuff. And then, um, wow. Yeah. And then I discovered, as I always talk about this, when people ask me, I discovered Rush and, and Neil Peart. And then that began my journey of loving um, mm -hmm. music that was, that took, that was a little more difficult and complex as opposed mm -hmm. to just playing like, you know, rock 
regular rock music. I, I listen to like, wow, what right. Neil's playing is they're playing odd meter and they're playing, you know, these crazy rhythms and these long songs. So I want to, I want to uh, spend the time to learn how to do that and have a big drum set and play all this stuff. And so I just, sure. you know, at that point I got, I was about 15 and then I just really got into rush. That was all I listened to. And then I discovered wow. dream theater and mm -hmm. I got into, I got into that and fate's warning and a lot of the progressive metal bands um, mm -hmm. were really cool because I, I felt like, uh, I felt like that was something that was a, something that I really, I really liked beyond just, you know, being a guy that played in a band. I, I wanted to study the instrument. I wanted to like be a drummer's right. drummer. And I discovered, you know, Terry Bozio, who's just a, a just one of my all time heroes who took the drum set out of a band context and made it this yeah. uh, percussive orchestral orchestral type of instrument. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so it was, a, it was a chance for me to just not have this desire to jump in a band, but to sit at on my own and really hone right. my skills as a musician. And so, yeah, so I did that. And then I, then I got into some bands, um, yeah. later on and I was, in a senior in high school when I was playing clubs. Um, wow. And, uh, and then I met a guy named Mike Varney, uh, who owns Shrapnel mm -hmm. Records. And he introduced me to um, a couple of different people. And I, I started working in this band. I started playing this band called Dolly's Dilemma, which is a progressive metal band. Mm -hmm. And okay. uh, then mm -hmm. got the gig with Michael Shanker and Marty Friedman. And uh, he and, and Mike Barney recommended me for Steve I. And so Steve I called me and out of the blue. And it was one of those things where he invited me to come down and, and audition. And, and so that was, that was the start of, of my journey many, many years yeah. ago now. Yeah. Right. A long time. Almost two decades with Steve. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah so Do a little about your audition at you know with Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, sure. I, I I tell you the. Um, uh, this was one of the questions from yeah, one of our so viewers. Was, yeah. Um. So he called me, and then like I didn't hear from him for a long time, for like almost a year mm -hmm. it felt like, and um, I was playing in like a at the time I was really into punk rock. And I was working in a music store and I didn't really, I wasn't super motivated about trying to get a big gig or anything. I was just kind uh -huh. of going through the motions. And so when he called, he said, yeah, we're come on down here. My friend Billy Sheehan will be down here and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll jam and, and check it out. And I honestly thought, I'm like, I don't think I'll get the gig, but there's just no way there's two, there's two mm -hmm. that caliber. So, uh, good. So I just was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to go down and I'm going to be, I might not be able to be the most technically proficient drummer, but I'm going to be the loudest drummer. So I'm going <laughs> to go in and I'm going to just hit harder than anybody. Because at the time that was, was all about how hard can you hit. So I how went down hit? and I met him the night before and we talked. And uh, the next day, I think I, you know, they, they came into the guest room and they woke me up and they said, hey, Steve's ready for you. So I came down, I was like half asleep. Had to have some mm -hmm. coffee and Billy Sheen was there. I'm like, oh, let's go jam, guys. So we went and, and we just started. It started off, we were just jamming. 
and uh, I could tell that that Steve, you know, Steve was smiling, and it was he was he really, 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 really liked it, and and we were just we started jamming, and and it felt really good, and right. then he showed me. He said, "I got this this part right here," and it was a part for that uh, eventually became the song a uh, song called "Freak Show Excess," which is really uh, technically bad. And it was in a it was in a crazy time signature. I'm not sure which part, but whatever it was, I just happened to pick up on it. There there could have been other songs that he threw at me that were an odd meter, like mm -hmm. certain parts, and I might not have picked it up. So thank God for some reason. I think it was the part that goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for some reason, I picked up on it. And I'm not like you know I understand odd meter, but I at that time, especially at that time in my you know. Right. early to mid twenties, I wasn't um, that proficient at understanding a lot of those um, Zappa-esque uh, kind of syncopated odd meter hits that, that he would do. So thank God that I, I actually picked up on that and we jammed. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an even one part where I played it right and Steve played it wrong. And I kind of called him out jokingly. And, you know, so the whole thing was, I just, I was very, I laughed about it and I was enthusiastic. And so when people always ask, like, you know, how did you get the gig? And, you know, it's, you right. gotta be able to play. That's, that's number one. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to back, back up your, back up the goods. You know, you gotta be able to, to, you know, get in there and play, but the enthusiasm is the other thing. You know, there's a lot of people that are, they're great players, but they're just kind of like this, or maybe they don't mm -hmm. know how to, you know, be like socially interact with the other people sure. and, and because, yeah, yeah. and Steve always talks about this, when you go on the road, uh, performing is such a small part. You got to live with these people on a bus. Yeah. So if, if you're not a good, if you're not fun to be around or if you're, if you're kind of a bummer, then uh, it's, it's not going to last very long. See, there's us in Iceland right there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're yeah. Bit, you know, I mean, us, us on the road, we're, we're just, everybody just kind of jokes around. I'm kind of the, I'm kind of the the smart ass out of everybody. I kind of uh I'm always joking and trying to, you know, start something and and you know, it's right. just it's a lot of fun. It's it's fun. It's really fun. And uh not only that, the, um how how did it happen that uh, okay, now I'm just totally uh, diverting you, but uh, Steve Vai uh, did the service at, or I don't know if it's called service, but uh, uh, he did the ceremony at your at your wedding, and he sure, yeah. to you. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I and I you. was uh, I was living with Steve at the time, which is funny because I I uh, I had had some I had had some some problems arise in my life, and and so I was at one point oh. I was living living at Steve's house which was a great, mm -hmm. you know, which was really cool. It was a nice, you know, he's a beautiful place in, in Sino. So I was, I was living there and, and, um, uh, we were on a break between touring and, and, uh, I had met my now wife, uh, at a, I think I was at, we were, I went to a black label society show and she, <laughs> she was there, uh, cause we were both mutual friends with a guy named Niels Lozauer, who's a famous rock photographer. And yeah. uh, so we started, we started dating and mm -hmm. um, it got serious pretty quick. 
and then so yeah so when we decided to get married i was i was on the road and she uh-huh. i think i proposed to her i was somewhere in spain of the zoom we did it over skype or something like that but oh, so when wow. we came home we were on a break Gosh. So he, he married us in his backyard and uh it was it was great it was really uh it was really cool so yeah steve steve can steve can marry marry a couple so he did that, and, and uh, it was it was a beautiful also, it was a beautiful experience. And you also sang to her, right? I did. I sure, sure. did. I wrote a song. For I didn't her. know you. I I I can I can a, a little bit. Guitar too. I wouldn't say anything amazing, but I I did that, and it was a it was a beautiful day. Awesome. And uh, okay. This this is very disorganized. Okay, this is not a typical interview. So it's okay. Um. I'm just asking you things that will come on my mind. Yeah. So, uh, guitar takes me to the uh, the incident where uh, where you messed up with the Euphoria guitar of Steve, and there was a dent on it or something. What happened exactly? Oh, the I guess um, you mean this could guitar be a guitar thing? Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, there was a part of the show when I used to come out. Um, so at first it was, you remember when I I carried the heart the drum harness thing. So it was a point yes. where I come out with the drum harness, and then Beast. when we and then when we toured in uh, some places, we couldn't bring that just because if we were doing like crazy travel dates and in, in places where we couldn't, you know, carry all that stuff. So what we would right. do is is my drum tech would find each night during that section he would find. Um, like garbage cans and little trash, like just things around that he would put on stage. So during my drums, wow. during that part, I would come out and I would be, um, you know, hitting my sticks on the ground yeah, yeah. and on the microphones <laughs> and everything. And then I would start going up to Steve. And then, so, yeah, see right there, I would start doing it to that. And as you guys know, I, 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 I kind of hit hard on the drums. Definitely. So, it's, it as Steve describes, like, powerful player. You got to you got to be light right there, but you know, when, when you're playing, you're excited. And so I, I knew that eventually that would happen, but mm-hmm. sure. thankfully Steve, sure. I knows, knows a couple of people at Ibanez. So he was able to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a couple of Gosh. people. There. I think, I think he could, you know, he could get another guitar. Man. Shout out to Thomas as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Funky. Uh, my question was, so what inspired the in- invention of the beast? Say that again. What oh, yeah. the harness drums of the beast? How did it come about? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Steve Steve had an idea, like a while ago, the idea of coming out wearing something, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of just it, it it came from that, and then we explained that to my drum tech and my drum tech started collecting things. And as it started, it started as only a few drums and each day mm-hmm. my drum tech would find more and more things to get. And then oh, wow. I was just like, well, you know, I have to carry this, right? It's going to be really heavy. <laughs> and I remember the first time I put it on, I said, Oh man, how what are you seeing? Yeah, <laughs> it was so heavy. And I was just like, Oh my God. And I try to think about doing it now. Cause I was, when we first did this, I think I was like 29 or something like that. I'm 42 now. So like the idea of that doing that now, I'd be like, oh, 
but <laughs> it was I I it, I started to get used to it. You know, it, it started mm -hmm. to. It didn't think about how heavy it was after a while, mm. but uh, it was fun. You know, it was nice when I didn't have to wear it anymore, though, because you know every night it'd be like we'd be playing, and I knew that part was coming up, so I'd have to be ready. Okay put that down and you got to run over here. You got to make sure you get everything ready. Make sure you're all set. And then you right. come out and then I got to start my drum. So that I got to take it off and then I got to run back around. I got to make sure I'm ready by the time that, you know, the thing goes. Man. And, and, uh, it, it was always good. We never, we, we never had, we never mm -hmm. had any major, uh, anything major as far as, you know, malfunctions mm -hmm. of, of anything with that or anything falling off or breaking. I mean, everything was, it was always pretty, you know, it was always pretty good. And, pe and people always mm -hmm. liked that, that part of the show. And, yeah, that's, and, uh, it was nice for me. Cause I got to kind of like go out in front and Steve and I kind of do our exactly. chatting and, and, uh, yeah. so yeah, it was fun. Is, is Ashtray still, uh, an important part of its ensemble? Is what? Ashtray is still an important part. No, no, <laughs> not still? anymore. Not the ashtray. No, right? Because I, I, I do not, I do not smoke anymore. But mm -hmm. it was, awesome. it was at the time. It was, you know, when you could, it, it used to, you know, go out. I'd have my ashtray. I'd have, you know, all my stuff. But no, <laughs> as I've gotten older and I've gotten more responsible, I am a. I now, awesome. you know, no more, no more ashtray. Awesome. Now it's a, a, um, right. you know, carry a water holder or something like that. It's yeah. Try to try to <laughs> yes. So, uh, what is? Uh, how does a typical day? How does a, a typical day at a Steve Vai concert look like? So, right from getting on the tour bus to getting on stage. Well, it, it depends if we're. Um, there's like there's a few examples like. Um, mm -hmm. Like if it's an if we're if we're on the road and we're 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 playing usually it, it uh, I'll usually get a, like we all stay up really late, you know when I'm at home mm -hmm. now I get up at you know five in the morning because I got to take care of stuff but it on the on the road mm -hmm. you go to bed at five in the morning, and you wake up at yeah. noon or one sure. you know I try to sleep as much exactly. as I can, I wake up and have coffee and hang out and mm -hmm. I'll try to go go do some exercise and I'll just a lot of it's just relaxing. You know, I, I try to just relax because uh, we do a long sound check because we do the Evo experience. So it's like, yeah. you know, you got to put in like figure an hour minimum sound check, sometimes True. longer. And we're not only doing, we're not only practicing songs, but we're, you know, Steve right. likes to write songs on stage, likes to create stuff. He likes to record songs on stage. So it's, there's like a whole, like, it's almost like one performance there because Evo people come out to watch the sound check and we do that. And then, um, yeah. and then after that, we have time, a little bit of time before the show. And then the show is, you know, two and a half hours long. Yes. At least. I mean, we, we try to, you know, Steve has tried to shorten it. It always ends up, we always try to say, okay, we're not going over two hours, but it always ends up being longer. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. And it's fun. Um, True. And so that's the, uh, we, we, we play the show. And then afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll go and we'll, we'll eat. 
and then we'll get on the bus and we'll watch movies and we'll laugh and and uh it's like being around it's just like being around your best friends all all the time mm-hmm. i mean you get right. you know you miss home and everything especially when you have a family but i tell you it, it's um it's so much fun i really i i've never i've never um i never lose sight of and how 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 great the memories are when you go and tour because sure. you spend all this time with the same people but you're experiencing all these things and you have each night you play a different you know, you're in a different city or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, right. I, I can see why a lot of people, um, dream of, of wanting to do that. And, uh, so I'm, I've, I've, I've never, uh, I would never, I've never taken that for granted, uh, how lucky True. I am to have, be able to get to do that, especially with playing with someone like Steve and, and the, the, the family that is involved with, with that band. Cause I've, you know, I've, I've dealt with people that are, where it's different kinds of situations. And I've heard horror stories about bands that tour that nobody likes each other. Nobody gets along and there's all that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't do that. No way. True. True. Man. That is so awesome. And, uh, uh, okay. I, I'm finding a picture of your best man at your wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. My... Yeah. <laughs> that's Mike why <laughs> that's Mike gosh so Mike was that's yeah amazing. Mike was um, I actually have him tattooed on my my leg right whoa. here whoa you can see that <laughs> whoa look, so look at was, that uh, man He it's it's Steve's dog but when I you know like I said I, I lived with Steve for a little over a year uh, during a uh, difficult point in my life. And Mike Mm. was kind of like my uh, therapy dog because I was living in Steve's guest room and Mike, the dog would come in and he would jump on the bed and he would sleep next to me every night. And I was kind of getting my life in order again. And, and so Mike was my little pal. So um, (laughs) it was, uh, you know, he meant a lot. He was, he was a great dog. Awesome. So uh, we got a video question for you from one of our viewers. So let's sure. hear what she has to ask you. Hi, Jeremy. Great to see you on The Voice It Show. I hope you're having a good time. Just um, finishing off some Halloween preparations around here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so my question to you is, how do you celebrate Halloween? What will you be doing this year? And do you have any good Halloween scare movies to recommend? Enjoy the show. <laughs> So she asked me, what am I doing this Halloween and and do I have any good scare movies? Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Kathy went off of friends. Yeah. I think tonight for Halloween, I believe we have a face painter coming over and I think my my wife is Mm going to be, we're going to be, we're all going to be kiss characters. Oh, cool. um, I believe. um, There you go. My wife is going to be Gene Simmons. She has, we're going to be like kiss and dress to kill. So my wife, we, oh, we're going to be in suits. So my wife's going to be Gene Simmons. Um, and my, and Jet is going to yeah. be, uh, is going to be Eric Singer. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, uh, Paul Stanley. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. So, yeah. So I, was, uh, I was actually Eric Carr yesterday. You know what's, you were Eric Carr? Yeah. That's so cool. When we went to we went to see Kiss, 
uh, right before the pandemic thing happened. Uh, yeah, there's Jet. Uh, and um, <laughs> we had the face painter come over and, and Jet mm-hmm. was, was Eric Singer. And my wife was Gene Simmons. And I wanted to be Eric Carr because I loved Eric Carr. Oh, yeah. Um, but Eric Singer is, is, is uh, my daughter calls her Uncle Eric because he's a very close family friend. Oh, and that's cool. Her, him, no, and Jet kidding. Are well, just like besties. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! So, yeah, that's you know, you, you know, fun thing. Now, uh, you can see my name, it's Kanako there, but not a lot of people can pronounce it that way. Okay. So, uh, so uh, on one of the shows, Eric Singer was a special guest. And uh, so they used to, uh, they used to call me Ken. K-E-N, Ken. So, uh, so I type a comment. We were in the moment and I commented, you know, nobody can uh, be Jim, Jimi Hendrix or something. And he read out the comment out loud with my name. And uh, I said, you know, Eric, you are the first person who has said my name 99.9% person correctly. Really? And then the whole host of the show says, I was helping in the production design of that show. So yeah. he said, let's send Kanak the link and we will, you know, call him up. So he is, but the guests, uh, but the host said, let's send Ken the link. Let's call him up. And Eric Singer says, who's Ken? And he <laughs> goes, he's Kanak, the guy you just read the comment. Why are you calling him Ken? Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's how we call him. You know what? That's not his name. This is Eric Singer. Okay, Eric Singer say that's not his name. He's Americanizing it because you idiots cannot say his name correctly. Yeah. I will what? <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I I tell you, Eric is a uh, he is a very very smart guy, and he's one of the the most Man. humble, if not the most humble, rock stars I've ever met. Because he's mm-hmm. you know there are people that um. You know, if, if you're the drummer in Kiss, you might you could get to your head and you could be like, ah, you know, but he's he does yeah. not change. He's so humble. And um, he came over a few months ago and he brought all this Kiss stuff for Jet. And oh. uh, wow, he's just, you know, and he's just uh, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And he's just um, right. such a great guy. And it's so cool when you see people uh, that that haven't let any fame or success uh, change them. Because that's yeah. always the Exactly. Bummer. Exactly. Well, I, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know what? I, I, uh, I, I think everybody has different paths that they go to. And I've, I've made quite a bit of, I, I wouldn't call them mistakes, but I've had a lot mm-hmm. of turbulent ups and downs in my career and I could, I could be in a different spot if I wanted to. Um, Mm -hmm. if I had, if I had decided to go one path, but for me, Mm -hmm. uh, my family and my health and, uh, what's important, uh, kind of are the things that, that I've looked at more so than what do I want to, you know, do I want to be a, even I want to be in a big band. I want to be in this. I want to be in that because that's stuff that, um, I mean, you look at what's going on right now. We don't even know when live music is going to return. 
Exactly. You know, and so at the end of the day, what's, what's more important, you know, these, everybody, I think the last thing that a lot of people would want to be right now is a musician because nobody's working. (laughs) And I'm grateful that my teaching career has just like, uh, I, and I didn't, it wasn't something I planned on getting this big, but I just have, have gotten all these students. But what it's done for me is just, it, it helped me rediscover how much I loved the instrument. You know, because mm-hmm. yes. for a while, it's just, yeah. it was, you know, it was all about getting ready to go play and how much money am I going to make for this? And is this going to be worth it? And do I, where am I going to go? And now I get to explain to kids about music and teach them. And it makes me remember how much I loved, you know, how I fell in love with drums in the beginning and getting away from right. all the other things. Mm-hmm. Right. What So what are the things that students... Uh, mostly and commonly stumbled upon and uh, while learning drums and you advise them because I'm sure many of them are watching right now uh, yeah. uh, and who would look up to you for some tips on improving like hand techniques and wow. leg techniques or well, any I, tips in general. So I, I, if you you know, have, I always have try to, to uh, and I, you know, the, the, the one thing I have learned is that everybody has their own experiences and their own way of teaching. You know, and, and everybody um, has a, a, a method that they have found works for them. For me, I try to take, I, I try to say, what, what did I do for myself and from what I was taught? Uh, and right. what did I focus on that helped me go get, you know, get able, you know, be able to get the gig with, with Vi or with Billy Idol or with Marty Freeman mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, what, what enabled me to get those gigs? And what I found, it was less about, it was less about being able to Mm -hmm. execute specific parts. And it was more about an overall feel of, of how you play of, of your just understanding of rhythm and just grooving, you know, because uh, all the technique and all the, you know, I've seen some students they're they're trying to get one section of a drum fill within a song and they're struggling over that. And I said, well, that's such a small part of the song. How's your overall groove? Like when you're playing the verse and you're just playing a simple groove, does it, are you, does it sound good? You're, you might be doing it, but are you, are you making it feel good? Is it, does it have, you know, the, right. the thing I try to teach uh, kids is to like, the flow it's less about perfection and it's more about um about your groove and learning to and, and also the process of learning things the one i i so much so much of the stuff that i'm able to teach was stuff that mm-hmm. i have learned from from vi throughout my years as far as how you learn stuff and a lot i see a lot of kids okay. get discouraged if they don't get something in the first or second time around and i go look you know there's a process of, of learning mm-hmm. a part of a song or a part that that's difficult and you have to just accept the process and accept that it's going to take right. a long, it, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen immediately. And if it did, you wouldn't feel as uh, you wouldn't feel the accomplishment of what it's like to feel of, of like when you execute a part, like, when we play, when we played Now We Run and we would play that song, you know, that was after hours right. and hours and hours of 
like bar by bar playing it really really slow and making sure True. everything was locked but it was a process right. and at first i was scared to death about that song because i didn't think i could do it and the you know the, the thing that i learned was you know how it how it is all a process you can't just jump in and there's some drummers that can but but at least for me it, it never never happened like that so i try to right let students know that this is a this it takes time it takes time and of to course. trust the process all right. all right right and especially with with steve when it comes uh, when it comes to steve he has a you know uh, many of the complex uh, odd timings and uh, yeah. a lot of things like that so uh, would you elaborate on like how is your learning uh, process with steve whenever he comes up with and how is your tuning with him uh, how do you learn and uh, how do you communicate musically yeah let's just say well um i've been with working with steve for so long and before him as a, a musician that i play with he's like a he's like a family member he's like a he's been like a father figure. He's one of my best friends. He's just, he's been someone that's, you know, I can yeah. literally say has picked me up from when I was at the bottom and, and has, has been with me and has, has given me chances to, to better myself and, and uh, his whole family, every, everything. So I, um, I think, and I think that that show is when him and I play because, um, you know, we've always had a close relationship with talking about, spirituality and life and and um and struggles right. and good things and all that that kind of stuff and um and i think that he whatever he has given me what regardless of how challenging it is the one thing he always has wanted is you know is to make sure that there is a there's a pulse and there's a groove within it because there's some music that you know there's sometimes that people will make complicated music for the sake of it being complicated Like you hear it and you go, wow, I can mm. never play that. So impossible. But right. you know, sometimes that can be this thing that's almost ego driven where it's like, I want to play something just so you know, you could never play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hearing something, <laughs> you know, okay, well, True. it's difficult, but I, I see this groove in it and let's see where it lines up and let's see how, how do you make it musical? And I think that's, yeah. um, that's the biggest challenge with, um, You know, people think like, oh, instrumental music or music that has odd meter. That's like, that's, you know, too hard to understand and that doesn't groove and that, do and it's, that's not the case. It just, it, it's, exactly. um, it has to be musical. My, my favorite metal band, one of them, my favorite metal bands is Mashuga. And they're just, they have these riffs, some of them mm -hmm. that are just an odd meter, but so much of the drumming, you can, he has the snare on two and four and you can go like this if you go to concerts, mm -hmm. even if the, the guitar isn't playing in some kind of, you know, things are like overlapping or whatever. Uh, but there's right. a groove to it. It's not like, oh, this is so out there. I could never. Now, granted, there are songs that I've done with Steve where there are sections that are like, oh my gosh, that's insane. But yeah. Um, that's also fun too this takes me to one thing yeah please continue please continue no no yeah that's, that's what I was saying okay so uh how long did it take you and the other guys to memorize boom shika boom shika pakatik boom shika the bubble 
Uh, it wasn't. It actually wasn't too long. I, I remember when he um, <laughs> oh. he uh, he was really into those those rhythmic that those rhythmic patterns, and I just I, I'd heard him right. I'd heard him say it so many times, and then I just started practicing it, and then eventually we right. all just kind of learned it, and uh, <laughs> it became fun. Wow! But awesome. I can I can see in 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 India um, when mm-hmm. they count the rhythmic. Um, like when they do the tucka 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 you know, right, right. I'm always fascinated by that because, and one of yes. I, I play the didgeridoo, uh, which I love doing because you have to circular breathe, and and when you're using your voice to do anything rhythmic, you have to think about inhale and where your exhale is, and there's something yes. very um, uh, right. Yoda-esque to all of that. You have to be aware of of your inhale and your exhale when you're doing all that stuff. Sure. True. It's it's it particularly happens with the instrument tabla, what you're uh you're talking. So yeah. uh, that's that's fabulous, and uh, it, it it most of the rhythms are spoken with your mouth, and obviously played also, played in the same way you you speak it. Mm-hmm. So uh, just like you uh, did that little bit right now. Yeah. So. That's that's uh, that fascinates me too, actually. <laughs> awesome. A uh, lot of other questions as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, funky. Go ahead, Annie. Yes. Yeah, so I want to ask you about something. We have heard that you and Mike Fasano have recorded something or worked on something uh, at the Beverly Hills at the Bees Studio. Yeah. Um, so tell us about so it. My- Mike was one of our, uh, not one of our. He was the he was the very first guest on our show, and he's yeah, he's awesome. He's he's, I, he's I family. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's you know he is uh, talk about a guy that that knows about drums, not only like knows about and can tune him, but he also can play. He's a great drummer. Right. He's, a, he's a funny guy. Um, so yeah, so I did the bees re- in in. 2000 i think seven it was it was literally like a couple of weeks right before we started rehearsing for the um mm-hmm. the the vi tour with the violins and everything it was right before that it was literally right. I, I was i got home from i was on tour with marty friedman in japan and then i came home mm-hmm. and then the lady from the, the bees manager called me and said would you be interested in doing a couple of songs so i went down wow. to la and and uh I was only going to do a couple of songs and they said, well, you know, we do some more. And then they ended up like saying, we just do the whole record. And so I was Gosh. down there in Beverly Hills. Um, and I didn't have to bring any of my own drugs, walked in and played, but Mike Fasano mm-hmm. was there, you know, tuning the drums, getting everything ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a great drum sound and it was, it was a nice experience of just, I, I literally was. Um, All right recording one or two songs every day and I mm-hmm. up, yeah doing most of the album and then i drove back home and then i had to come back down and start rehearsals for for steve's uh, tour so it's yeah, it a lot of work a lot of work and uh this is the month and obviously the december uh of 2017 when you toured india so uh-huh. how was that experience touring india and uh, Well, it was eye-opening. It was definitely eye-opening. I had never, uh, 
I'd never seen, I've been a lot of places in the world, but I'd never seen poverty the way that I saw it until I went to India, you know, and saw, right. really saw, uh, it was, it was very eye opening. But um, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I loved being in India and I'm, I'm fascinated with, um, you know, I practice yoga and I'm fascinated by uh, the spirituality of, of India and the philosophy and, and a lot of that stuff. So I was, there was a lot of it that I, I was really glad that I got the opportunity to, to go and to go and see, and I would love to love to go back someday. Sure. <laughs> I will welcome you this yeah. time. I'll make sure I am there. God. Yeah, I, I would love that. We'll, we'll, we'll plan it once once all this this COVID stuff gets sorted out. Sure, I'll make, I'll make a trip out there. Awesome, that will be fun. Okay, so uh, we, uh, I'd like to show uh, throw some light on uh, why academy that happens uh, in the yeah. Palm Springs, and that's a phenomenal experience too. Would you like to share that experience as well? Yeah, the Vi Academy is always fun. It, it's it's a it's a it's a workout for me because I end up playing like seven hours a day because Gosh. you know you literally like you get up and you do the uh, there's different sections where like the students get to jam with with Philip and Dave and I and then yeah. we do the thing where we'll have another class about playing and then at mm -hmm. night we'll do a concert performance. And then every camper has to get a chance to be able to come up and jam with the band. It's, yeah. So and within three band. or four days, it's just like, I'm just playing nonstop. All the time. So I have yeah. to have, I have to have my back roller so I can stretch and I have to, have because I just, I'm, I'm sitting there and uh, yeah, it's the, the, each year that the older that I get, the, the harder it is, <laughs> but it's really, oh, I, man. I like I like the challenge of because um, I'm really into like pushing myself physically. Um, right. Like before I got up this morning, I ran seven miles on the treadmill right before we, you know, before because I, I, you know, I, I push myself. I, I need to do that. I'm just I'm wired that way. So I like the idea of yeah. having to play yes. drums for for uh, seven hours. It's like I want to I, I want to, you know, push push myself to do that. So it's yeah. a fun experience right. and people and people love it. You know, the fact that and Steve always True. wants to make sure every single person gets a chance to come up and jam. Yeah. Even if it's a single note, you have to go up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Wow. It's so cool. And uh, well, that's 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 not the final thing, but I guess we are about what, nine fifty AM? Uh shall we yeah. Uh, wrap I'm sorry up this I can't time. Stay long, you guys, I have I have five. It's it's all right. That's that I have to go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me tell you something. I will come on your show anytime. And um, thank you maybe so much. One of these times when I get together with uh, Eric Singer, maybe I'll I'll have him come on with me, and we'll we'll do it. To, we'll do something. That will be. You know. Wow. We love yeah. That will be so fun. You, you guys are awesome. I I really uh <laughs> I really it's, it's great <laughs> it's great doing this, and thank you for for putting up with my not making it the other day and, and, but uh, no, no, come on. I, I would, again, I could, I could sit here and chat all day with you guys. So, cause it's, so it's enjoyable, but if there's, if there's one more question I could, I could answer really quick, or if you want to just, if you guys are, you know, whatever. one, one question for now would be, 
your message or advice or words of wisdom for our viewers that are watching? So, uh, or any aspiring musician? Yeah. Um, just do your thing and, 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 and learn to, to, to be present and to just to enjoy the, the moment that you're playing and, and, and uh, don't let, right. don't let yourself get caught up in, in, you know, the, the world is, is a hard, it's a hard time right now for a lot of people. And uh, the best thing that, sure. that I, that have had, that the thing that has helped me finding the little things within the day that make me happy, you know, whether it's going for a mountain bike ride, getting a chance to play, right. working with a kid that's learning a beat, uh, you know, taking my daughter to the park, finding the little things right. each day, as opposed to saying, I want to get this eventually. And I want to get all this money because <laughs> you know, that is, that's a dead end. Road. <laughs> Find the things each day that will make you happy and, and have a full life. So yeah. Wise there words. you go. Wise words. Yeah. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. And thank yes. you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank we'll, you so we'll, much. Let's let's keep in touch and we'll uh we will. I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Eric and we'll we'll figure something out, okay? It'll be we'll, we'll definitely let's keep in touch anytime you guys. Definitely. And and oh. we'll invite Mike Fasano as well. We'll yes, have the yes. tree. We'll do we'll do a drama <laughs> thing. Drama thing, definitely. So, guys, uh, first of all, thank you, Jeremy, for joining us this yeah. morning. All of you guys, everything is in the description. Uh, please check out all the links for uh, Jeremy, and these are his socials. Go there follow go. On, these, on these media. And thank you once again, Jeremy, and yeah. everybody. Take care, and ciao for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. See you, guys. Bye. See you. Yeah.